Bonjour Amigos. I'm Bob over there in the bass guitar, my podcast best friend, Fishby. Hi, Fishby. Sounding good. So, you know, the old unfortunate gallows humor we've all been kind of using at this point in 2020 that whenever anyone poses a question about the future, the only appropriate response is, and how's 2020 going for you so far? Friday was my birthday. I'm an old man now. I got, I got Crocs. I'm going to get, <laughs> for my kids, I'm going to get a fanny pack, I assume, and then like five cats and just, and just, and just call it a wrap. Just call it a wrap. If they would have told us at the beginning of the year, and of course, this isn't the way the universe works, but if they would have told us, if we would have seen in our crystal ball, in addition to the almost unspeakable tragedy, and I'm aware of the irony of the, uh, of the once-in-a-century global flu pandemic and, and, and just death tolls and sickness numbers that are, that are, that are almost... So big, it's it's difficult to really comprehend uh, this much death happening simultaneously in the United States. But if they would have told us at the very beginning of this motherfucker that that in the same year we're gonna lose Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna in in, in a horrible tragic accident, we were gonna lose the Black Panther. And we're going to lose the notorious RBG. At this rate, by 2022, there'll be no heroes left. 2020. And how's 2020 going for you? So my guess is by now you've uh, you gained from the, from, from the title of today's podcast uh, that the interlude addendum. And the reason I'm doing this is, sure, we talk about uh, mental health and, and, and mental wellness frequently, frequently. Not all the time, but, but frequently here in the fishbowl. And I'm also uh, very candid uh, that this show is brought to you by a history of mental illness and substance abuse, even though I hate the term mentally illness. I have some brain disorders. I'm not sure that this story directly relates to any of my brain disorders. And it is, this is very, very, very difficult for me to tell. But I'm just going to try to relax and let the universe be in charge. And whatever happens over the next few minutes happen. I just feel like it, as long as I'm completely honest and speak from the heart, then at the end of this thing, we'll... We'll have something. I'm not quite sure what it'll be when we'll get there, but we'll have something. But before I do, speaking of, of mental health, uh, there are about to be references to, to death, hospitals, and suicide and suicidal ideations here. So I need you to be real with yourself. This is I know I fuck around a lot on this show. But this is one of the reasons I didn't talk about it on Friday. I'm being fucking serious with this one. If you have not been in the best place, and you know what I mean, just, just stop it now and come back and join us tomorrow for chapter 481. There's a shit ton of shit to talk about. But because I promised you this story which is the most personal thing I've, I've ever told anyone. I, I've told two psychiatrists now, that's it, that's the list of, of people that have heard this story. My friends have heard bits and pieces of it. Bits and pieces. But at the end of the story, I would... I would sanitize the end because a few reasons. I didn't want to disturb my friends. I didn't want to disturb my kids. God forbid they hear it someday. And it only screams to the... Well, I don't want to get into uh, the last reason, but it involves... Anyway, don't, 
let's just move on, move on, move on. I'll explain to you why another day, but it, uh, it makes sense. We're making the right decision right now. But since you, me, and, of course, Fish B over there, we're, uh, we're on this fucking podcast journey together, and we do talk about mental health, mental wellness a lot. I think you should know when, when I talk about going down a, a, just a mental health wormhole where thing where where things get fucked up and they get fucked up fast. This is essentially the answer to the question, "Hey Bob, why are you so fucked up?" I like your show. You seem like a nice person, but at the same time, you also seem kind of fucked up. What's your deal, dude? What's your deal? This is uh this is my best attempt to explain that. And again, my goal is to, to remain calm and unemotional here, to do my best and just, and, and just tell the story as, uh, as best as I can. So this goes back a little less than, well, I guess it's about four and a half years ago um, this happened, or a little over. But anyway, it's between four and a half and five years and it was it was right in the time that i was that i was going through my divorce and and my soon to be former wife and kids were in florida and i was back in washington state and and i was not in a good place to say the least in fact the last few years when i lived with my kids i was i was not in a good place to say the least i was horrifically and just relentlessly just soaked in a downpour of suicidal ideation. So, like, I felt like, like, like the universe was commanding me that I had to end shit, right? It was, it, it, it was dark, and it was, and it was all the fucking time. It was horrible, horrible, horrible place to be. Flip side of that coin... I grew up with a friend whose father killed himself when, 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 when my friend was in elementary school. And I've kind of followed the history, even though I'm not in touch with the friend anymore, I'm, I'm aware of what, what's happened to the family since. And a suicide in the family, I mean, I have three kids, the trauma I do to them is, is a trauma that will express themselves in, 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 excuse me, express itself in fucked up in their lives and, and, and might pass down fucked up shit for generations. Suicides fuck up families. But you also have to understand this. I was, I was in such a dark place, and I hate when people, um, it seems oftentimes, especially now that, uh, that, that I know adults that have um, uh, tragically taken their own lives and, and hear other people talk about them, and, and almost, almost fucking exclusively, uh, the chatter post-death of the suicide victim is, is anger and resentment at the person who ended their lives. How, how the fuck could they do that, right? I can't speak for anyone else. I can, I can only speak for me. But when you get into a place that is, that is so dark and so ugly, it's not... I don't feel like it's a selfish thing that, that, that I'm doing by any stretch of the imagination. In, in, in fact, I, I am such a terrible, terrible, awful, lowest of the low human being that the biggest favor I could 
ever, I'm not saying this is true, but this is the mindset. The biggest favor I could ever do for anyone who ever knew me was just to go away and go away permanently. I'm a fucking cancer on everyone I come across. You know who wants me around? Nobody. Because I'm fucking cancer in everyone's life. That's how I feel. To the point I feel guilty for breathing. I feel like the oxygen was meant for someone else. That's the dark suicidal place. But my conundrum, as committed I was to uh, the execution of the cause... I remembered my friend growing up and I remembered all the damage it did to his family. So I really gave this fucker a lot of thought. I really gave it a lot of thought and thought, how do I do this so it looks like an accident? Right? So at least, you know, I didn't, not something I did on purpose, just so it looks like an accident. And for, for months, I, uh, at night, when, when everyone would go to bed, uh, we were living in Florida, and uh, we weren't that bougie, trust me. Everyone has a fucking pool in Florida, but we had a pool. And, and at night, I would, I would I'd go night swimming. REM fans, that's real random. hey oh, And uh, I, w- I, I, I would take too many pills, and, 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 I, w- and I would go swimming. And then, and then, you know, like those floating, like, lounge chairs? I would, I, I would hang myself. I would like kind of wrap my arms around the back of it like a bear hug and kind of float on my back beneath it, but only leave like an inch, two inches of like air to breathe. Like, like 99.9% of my body, except for my nose, mouth, and eyes were just that slice of face there that's kind of important. Uh, that was above water. And I would just float there and, and just figured one of those nights, I was just going to pass out in the water and drown. Not, not the greatest thing ever, but uh, um, it would look like an accident and, and clearly not as theatrical as uh, some of the other methods, obviously. So now that we all have that background information in terms of, in terms of where I was and just my daily thought process, right? Um, the following days here are important. And if you think you've heard this story before, I promise you, you have not heard the end of it. And that was a long fucking time ago. This is, starts the same, but we get someplace very, very different and very, very strange. But these dates on the schedule are, are, are kind of important. Um, uh, the next Tuesday in my life, I was supposed to fly to Florida from the Pacific Northwest to begin the process of, uh, of all the legalities and, and parenting agreements and, 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 and all that shit for, for, for the divorce. And it was, it was, it was, it was the lowest I had ever been. I was, I was supposed to fly out on Tuesday. The week before that, about, well, I was hella sick the week before in fair. I, I mean, I felt terrible, but I just assumed that was, that was physical manifestations of, 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 of the stress and, and just, and just the emotional distress. Um, that I was wondering, and that's what I accredited that to. And my health is, I've, I've gotten pretty good at, uh, at, at functioning at not quasi-optimum health, so I was just, you know, just plowing, just trying, just trying. Um, and on Thursday of this week, so Tuesday, I'm flying out the following week, so there's a weekend in the middle, but, 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 that, but that Thursday... Really, really close to, I mean, just three, four days away from flying away for the divorce. And I don't, uh, hmm. this is, uh, this is, this is the toughest part of the story to tell. 
I was in such a dark place and I needed it to look like an accident. And at night I, uh, I kept counting out pills, lots and lots of numbers. And, and I, 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 but, um, pills are a terrible way to go. Uh, just a fact. Uh, most people who try to kill themselves by pills, it doesn't work out. And I, I knew that. And I had the pills and I, I did, I, and I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Right. And so in a moment of true, true despair, I got down on my hands and knees in the same fucking room I'm sitting in now, the podcast dojo at my mom's house. I get down on my fucking knees and I pray and I pray and I pray to the baby Jesus that will fare likes and tell digging nice. Anyway, but I pray and sorry, sorry, little gallows humor. Um, it was too dark. It was too serious. So praying, which is something I never do, not like this, not with this level of intensity and not for this long. And me and God or the universe or if you're agnostic, atheist, whatever. You know, I was speaking to a greater force um, in the universe and had a real heart to heart and explained that I could not take myself out no matter how hard I tried. But I don't think that I'm supposed to be here. I think I fucked up the grand plan in the scheme of the universe. And before any of the divorce paperwork w was signed, it clearly would have been in my former wife and now my, and, and my children, um, it would have been substantially in their interest if I was going to pass away, to pass away before we signed the divorce paperwork. So I pray to this God, take me out. If I'm not supposed to be here, I can't end this by myself. I don't have the courage. I'm a fucking puss. I cannot get this right. But we both know that I'm not supposed to be here, or so it seems. And if I'm right about that, Take me out before I get to Florida. Take me out. Not to the ball game. Before I get to before I get to Florida. That was Thursday, Thursday morning, I think. Fast forward to Saturday, so less than 48 hours later. My mom thinks that, and she's a warrior, she's a warrior by nature, but my mom thinks that, thinks that I am so ill and something is so wrong that she insists, won't, uh, won't take no for an answer, despite uh, how much I told her I didn't need to go, I was fine, um, and she, she just insisted that I go to urgent care, which was like 16 blocks away from this house where I'm at. And my parents go in. I, I can't do shit. I'm so fucking out of it. Uh, my parents go in. I'm, I actually remember uh, like 10, 15 minutes. They're like doing the initial paperwork with my insurance cards and license and all that shit. And I'm actually, it's like really cold outside. I'm like sitting uh, against their car, like on the, like in the parking lot and just uh, smoking a delicious Marlboro Red. Because if you're going to smoke, smoke like Slash from Guns N' Roses. You know, if you're going to smoke, smoke. Um, and then, and then after like 10, 15 minutes, they came and they, they came and waved me in and, and, and then I got as far, and again, I'm not, I'm not at a hospital ER, I'm at, I'm at an urgent care, but they still have a nurse triage that, that takes your vitals and, you know, asks what's going on with you, et cetera. Uh, we got about 30 seconds into my vitals, uh, before weird shit, uh, started happening. Apparently... And uh, this term, unfortunately, has been in the news lately, or at least in the tech news because of Apple's new, what, what are they on, six? Uh, it measures your blood oxygenation. Um, but my level was falling, 
am falling fast. I was already at an unhealthy fucking level in terms of, in terms of how my, my body was functioning. So next thing I know, I'm in a fucking ambulance and I'm getting taken to, to, to the real hospital. And then, and, and, then, and then I'm in the ICU at the, at, at the real hospital and I'm down there for seven days. And being in the ICU is... They never had to put me on a respirator, but I had multiple IVs and oxygen the whole fucking time. Like, they almost had to put me on a respirator, I think. They, I was so sick, they fucking, they, uh, they gave me a catheter. Uh, you know, a tube in your urethra? So, uh, while I was awake, one of the worst experiences of my life, the, uh, the sober uh, catheter. N- no fucking thanks next time. And the doctors explain uh, uh, to me and my uh, my my mom that 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 I was. This is the term they used, even though I'm not really a young man. The term they used was, "He's a very 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 sick young man." In fact, had you not insisted and brought him in, almost certainly uh, that evening, Saturday evening, had I not gone to the urgent care, I would have. I would have died in my sleep. Wasn't enough oxygen in my blood. I just would have went to sleep and that would have been it. 48 hours after I prayed to whoever this God is that I can't do this shit and if I'm not supposed to be here, I need a little help. All right, I need a little help, God, trying to do the right thing for everybody, for everyone who knows me. I'm a cancer, I'm a terrible person. For my family who's better off without me. For even my kids, everyone better off without me. The greatest gift I could ever give to the world, that would be it. So 48 hours after that prayer, had moderate, not insisted that I go to the ER. Um, yeah. So no, not not only am I, you know, hella sick, sick enough to have a, a fucking catheter and shit and be in the ICU for uh, for seven days, maybe a day more, but it, 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 at least seven. It's really kind of kind of a moot point. But 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 they finally, finally. Let me go upstairs and have my own room where I was out of the ICU, but certainly not ready to be out of, uh, out of the hospital. And thing, things were going okay. Uh, honestly, a- after seven days in the ICU, I was just happy to shower. I was happy, I was happy to shave. When you're sick and you can't, ooh, 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 that, that first shower after a lengthy hospitalization is a, even the hospital shower was a, was a real nice thing. A real nice thing. So, I know... Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> so, I know... Uh, sorry, I have a mic issue there. Anyway, um, my bad. I'm in a slightly different posture than I usually am when doing the show. My knee hits something. Um, so, the fact that all this is happening is, is blowing my mind in, uh, in the ICU... And and it's really even more blowing my mind once once I'm in the shower and upstairs. And if you're wondering what happened to the divorce, uh, the doctor uh, wrote a note uh, uh, to the judge, and it it, it naturally was. I was clearly too sick to travel. I almost fucking died. It would have and postponed everything for uh, for 180 days, I believe. Everything got pushed back. Um. So now I'm back up in the room after surviving the ICU the first time. And then one afternoon, maybe, you know, 2.33, something like that, like peak of the afternoon. Everything seems normal to me other than how fucked up the whole situation is. Uh, is, this just, uh, is this just coincidence? Is this just quinky dink? Or did I, did I do something? Did I, did, I, did I do something that humans are... I, who, who knows, right? Who, who, I mean, you got to be agnostic on this one. Who, who fucking knows? Fucking weird. But then in the middle of the afternoon, three days later, um, 
every single fucking beeper and fucking thing that I'm hooked up to starts starts going off like crazy. I felt like I was back in the ICU because if you've ever been there, there's no walls. It's just the curtains and everyone's hooked up to something that fucking beeps and it's the most obnoxious thing. It, ah. But everything's fucking beeping again. Every alarm is going off. And 30 seconds later, there is a lot of commotion in my room. There's doctors and nurses and who all fucking knows who's in there at this point. But um, then they're like, we got to get them downstairs. Get them downstairs. And so, <laughs> and, and so now they start, they, they start pushing the bed. And they're, move, they're moving at a, uh, a pretty, pretty brisk pace. I believe I was on the third floor and the ICU was on, on the first. So I had to, they had to take me down to the elevator. But given the situations that landed me uh, in the hospital, uh, in that moment where I was being rushed back to the ICU, this is a weird experience that most people don't have, but I, I, I guess I do. But, but in that moment, because this didn't happen in the ambulance when I was getting taken to the hospital, I, I was like, oh, fuck, like, what? Like, it was just mind-boggling. But in this, in, this, in this second moment, since I've been in the hospital for a while and now I had like 10 days to kind of wrap my brain around everything that is going on, um... Like, in that moment, I knew I was dying. Like, I knew... I knew that was it. And I wasn't... I wasn't scared. But I wasn't looking forward to anything either. It just was what it was. And... I had made my peace with the universe, and I had made my peace with that. It just was what it was. So now I'm going to throw in a weird term. Allegedly, I was in the ICU for three days. This time, the second time. Three days that I have no memory of. And given I'm on a lot of strong drugs, and after that many days in the hospital, shit just starts blending together. Totally fair point. I have no recollection of those three days in the ICU. I don't think they put me out. I know I was never, I was close to a respirator, but I was never close. What, what, oh, oh, what, what, what illness uh, did, uh, what illness did I have? What, why was I there? That's a good question. Um, whatever. Uh, story, this story is exactly how the universe wants it to be. Um, what, what had developed, what, why I was so sick and why I was in the ICU, um, I had developed a, again, after praying for it, a, a pneumonia infection that apparently it was so severe that's got a chance of being in medical textbooks. And then it, then it spread to my heart. So, so, so a bacterial pneumonia infection that spread to my heart, and that's why I was in the ICU, and, that, and that's why it was so touch and go. I technically had heart failure, too. Um, so it was, it, was, it was pretty dangerous. They were right. I was a very sick young man, their term. Um, so allegedly, ICU for three days. No memory of being down there. I just remember at some point, like some time had gone by and next thing you know, like I'm back upstairs, back in the room where I started and life just kind of is going on. I, I, I have to stay in the hospital for, I was there for a little bit over eight weeks total. I suck at numbers so you can do the math how much longer. And then when I got home, I was still bedridden for months after that fucking basically it's really 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 fucking sick but here's where we get to the part 
when people ask the question, like, why are you so fucked up? Like, what, what the fuck is your deal, man? Why are you so fucked up? Here's, here's, here's really, really, really. And I haven't even told anyone, but like my good friends, I haven't told my best friend, Patrick, like, like this part. Um, there's been lots and lots of times since uh, that hospitalization and like three, four times a week, um, I get, my mind goes to this place where everything in this world, like everything is, is just fucked up. Like, like even the most normal of things, like, like there's something there, there's something wrong with it. And I honestly have no idea if right now you and I are, are coexisting in, in the same reality or my reality is that, is, it, it, is that I died in that, in that hospital and, and and whatever the fuck this is, whatever the fuck this is, this is what this is. But things to me, this is stuff to talk about. But things to me seem so fucked up at times. Like 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 the only the only solution is this isn't real. None of this is real. Like this isn't happening. Like. I like like it isn't happening. And when I go to that place that suddenly I am I don't exist at all. I'm a ghost just walking around the earth. The ghost that the ghost that no one told they were a ghost, a la Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense. That's why my favorite ever quasi kind of a wordplay joke about this show. That is, if Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense ever had a podcast, it would sound exactly like this. That's why the, it's why it's my it's why it's my favorite. But this shit can happen to me while I'm out with friends. This shit can happen. And this, this is outside, like, like other mental health diagnoses of, of, a, of, a, of a bipolar brain disorder or whatever. This, this is outside that. Partially. I'm not sure if anything's ever completely outside of that. I mean, my mind is my mind. But it can happen to me at the grocery store. And, and, and suddenly, what seems like a nice, normal world to me turns into something that I absolutely fucking hate. I can't believe people pay money to go inside haunted houses. I fucking hate them. I always fucking have. But I go to this place where I'm a ghost and the entire world. None of this is real. But I feel like I'm trapped in a haunted fucking house and I can't get out. And it and it doesn't even have to be like huge, like weird shit. It can be I don't even have to be in a super dark place to be to be to be overwhelmed with that emotion. Like I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a good random example to kind of illustrate that point here. Let me have a let me have a sip of water. Love water. Okay, here's one that's that that's not too emotional. Um, the other day after posting a podcast, I was. Uh, Doing what I do, and within two, three hours after after posting it, I'll go back and listen to it. Whatever you don't want to 
I was going to say I take notes, but then I pictured you picturing me jerking off to my own podcast, and that wasn't going to work. So I had to tell you, like, I, I listen to it and, and take notes. Um, always trying to get better. Uh, but the other day, I, I, I was listening to one, and, and the nature, I forget which uh, podcast app I was on, but the nature of this one, um, after, after it finishes that, uh, that, that, that new show, um, it doesn't go to the next show in, in success or in the natural order of things. It goes to the next show that you haven't listened to. And so for me, uh, that next show that I hadn't listened to was one of those, uh, mixtapes we did a few of, which is basically, I was, just, I was just trying to see if we couldn't figure out a way to, uh, on days when I'm really sick to kind of utilize some, some recycled content and kind of, and just kind of see how that would sound. Right. But because it's, it's, it's recycled. And I call them mixtapes because clearly we're not good enough to call it a best of or, or, or anything like that. So it's just a mixtape of a, of a grizzly bear spitting fire, a mixtape. So that's, that's what we call them. But obviously, I never listen to the mixtapes because it's recycled material, and I listen to them when I put the fucking clips together, right, to, to, to make the podcast. So there's no reason to be listening to it. And I hadn't heard that shit and hadn't, hadn't thought about it in months and months and months now. But one of them starts playing, and this is a strange experience, and I think it helped that I hadn't heard it in a long, 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 long fucking time. Because usually I am, like most people, this isn't unique to me, but I am, I am my harshest critic, sometimes way too harsh, sometimes way too self-critical. Sometimes a podcast you might think is good, I would describe as a fucking disaster and I almost like lose my shit, right? Um... So with that, uh, with that caveat, um, one of those mixtape shows came on, and I, and I listened to like the first six, seven minutes. And you know what? Well, I'm like, that's, that's not bad. Like, in fact, like, like, that's kind of good. And not just for me personally. Like, that's kind of good for anybody. Like when you count like the circle of human beings that kind of do the type of thing that I do that weaves news with stories with life with just it just it's good for anybody. Good for anybody. And I know Well, I don't want to say anything about about anyone else, but, but, but I was thinking of people that I know that, that in one way or another, in, in one medium or another, that, that involves a microphone, um, I'm not saying I was, I was better than anybody, but it was, It was good enough to it was good enough to compete. It was better than I thought it was. It, it, it surprised me. It was a pleasant surprise. But then kind of very unemotionally, like I didn't start crying again, very unemotional, but I got to this place like, damn, like the only way listening to this like makes sense is that I'm already dead, is that I'm a fucking ghost, is that I'm not fucking here. Otherwise, if, if, if I can do that, if I can do that what that was, how else do we fucking explain how, how I am... Like, I just turned 45 years old, and currently, hopefully I'm moving in February, but I turned 45 years old, like, in my mom's basement, right? Like, like, how is it possible that I am, of everyone anyone knows, that I am the least successful, I am the poorest, and I am the loneliest person that anyone knows? Like, how is that possible? Especially when I compare and contrast that against 
a life I once had. But any little thing, man, going to the grocery store is a fucking nightmare for me sometimes. So just last week, I finally got comfortable enough um, after quite a while with my psychiatrist and the concept of doing it over Zoom um, to tell her that story because it's pretty important for my psychiatrist to know. And she said something that that really would, that, that did make me emotional. I've probably cried four or five times. We, we meet again tomorrow. It's every Tuesday, so we, we talk again uh, tomorrow in my space-time continuum. If there even is a space-time continuum that's mine, who knows? Um, she just told me a couple very calm things. She's, um, she said, uh, my real name, doctors call me Brian. Uh, uh, Bob is short for Brian Robert. So, um, and I'm not going to tell my doctors and nurses and people like that that uh, actually, uh, my name might be Brian, but I go by Bob because it started off when I, as a bad joke when I was a freshman in high school. And now even my parents and my grandma calls me Bob. Weird, but true. Uh, so I just, I, I don't care. So she goes, um, she says, she says, Brian? I want to assure you that to me, this conversation is very real right now. And that creative such, such just like cognitive dissonance, such, such psychological discomfort, because it sounded right and like I wanted to believe it, but I also know that that I live in a universe that will, that lies to me sometimes. Like, like, like things that I think are true or things that I think happened or whatever. Like, uh, there is no rule in whatever dimension I live in that people can't lie to you because people lie to me all the, all, all the time. So, so I, I, I struggled with that. And then multiple times this last week, like that thought came rushing back in my brain and I thought about it um, again and it would really, 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 really wake me the fuck out. But then she also went on and, and cause I guarantee there's, people listening right now that are, that are thinking to themselves, you know what? Ever since that fucked up thing happened to me, I kind of have those same feelings. Like, a little short of a living hell, but like, like, like nothing's right. Like, like nothing is... Everything's wrong. according to my psychiatrist, that's not necessarily often. And again, I'm not a fucking psychiatrist. I, I don't think she used the word often, but um, perhaps sometimes. That's a symptom of, uh, of pretty profound PTSD in one form of another. And basically, she describes something called the Mandela effect. And the only reason I know what that is is because uh, my friend Timberlake told me a long time ago. He told me what the. But basically, it's just, we're, we're just everything's fucked up. Like nothing is right. Everything is just just a, just a, just a beat off. I just said beat off. So you never know. Um, maybe there's a chance that, believe it or not, I 
I am still very much alive, whatever the fuck that means. And maybe now that I can talk to my psychiatrist about it, and I've opened up to you about it, perhaps there'll be some emotional catharsis and I can, I can, I can start to heal a little bit and not be, and, and not be haunted by it and constantly provoked by it and nightmares three, four, five nights a week that when I wake up, I can't go back to sleep because if I end up in that same place, it's awful. It's awful. I'd rather go sleep deprived and have the dark circles under my eyes have dark circles than go back to that fucking dream place again. But the fact that we've identified it, and I, I'm curious. I'll uh, I'll let you know what we uh, what we talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a much more um, a much more regular show, obviously. Personally, like I, I do feel better right now. There, there, there is something about the um, publicly releasing the stress of the secrecy of one of your deepest, darkest uh, places in your mind. But I still don't know if this shit's fucking real or not. It's strange. It's strange. And my lifetime lifestyle is so solitary. And maybe I only I don't you know. I only see friends like I've had forever, and maybe I just, you know, that's them remembering me or something. I like I, I can't quite really explain like how that how that works. I don't I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Yeah, Fishby, we'll do it. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Um, God damn it. I hope I haven't fucking ruined your fucking day or put you like in a bad mood. I like, I hope, um, God, I hope we didn't do that. You know, there's a, there's enough tragedy out there. And as a matter of fact, we'll end today this way, this interlude, the addendum, that my psychiatrist, the reason why our appointment went over by like 45 minutes, so it was like an hour and 40-something, the, re- the reason why it went over um, is because she basically... Uh, walked me through a mind uh, exercise as we kind of talked about what my mind does when I think I'm already dead and none of this is real. And beyond that, everything's scary as fuck. That, um, That everything that's happened to me along the course of my life, like everything... Like in its in, in its entirety, all the bad, like all of it. The reason all of it happened, because I wouldn't be the same person without it. I wouldn't have the perspective. I wouldn't have the occasional insight on on anything. Is is is, is Ever, and I mean, we can all kind of think this about our lives, and, and hopefully this is true. I don't know that it is, but I hope this is true. That hopefully all the fucked up fucking shit that happens to us has dropped us off exactly here, the 100% perfect place we're supposed to be. You know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I can believe that with this podcast. Like, 
if eight bazillion things didn't go wrong? I wouldn't be doing a podcast. But I've said it before, and I haven't said it in a long time, but I, it, it's really my Goldilocks medium, like compared to anything else. Like I, I really like it. I, I, I really, really do. So maybe I just have to realize that I'm in heaven. That this is it. This is this is my paradise. Just doing a podcast five nights a week with Fishby and FaceTiming my kids and visiting them as much as I can. Little Buddhism. The only way to serenity is through the gateless gate. How do you get through the gateless gate? Time old, time old conundrum. Time old riddle. Oh, those Buddhists. How do you get through the gateless gate? If serenity's on that side and you're trapped in this side suffering, how do you get on the side? How, how can you enter a gateless gate? There's only one way. the realization that you've been foolish and you've been on that side of the gate, and I mean the good side of the gateless gate the entire time. You were just too ignorant to see it, to feel it, to know it. All right, you know, you're right, Fishby. You're right. You're right, you're right. Um, uh, we shall uh, do our damnedest uh, to be back tomorrow, and we'll see what happens. Till then, I love you lots. Thank you for putting up with me. I uh, I sincerely appreciate it. I really do. <laughs>